So tell me, when was the last time you truly had fun smelling? I mean smelling by playing with aromatic materials. What do I mean by playing? I mean experimenting, exploring, learning, being surprised by all kinds of different odorous materials, really letting your nose take the lead and feeling where it takes you. In effect, letting go and trusting your nose. If you're a perfumer, you probably know what I'm talking about. But most of us aren't perfumers. We don't have access to a lot of different natural and synthetic materials, nor do we know how to create a perfume. So let's be honest, historically, all the different aromatic materials and the means of perfumery and scent design have pretty much been closely guarded secrets. Maybe the internet has made it a little easier to find and share information. You can find plenty of essential oils, absolute CO2 extracts, and even synthetics on the market today. But in terms of getting started, really exploring, experimenting, and experiencing a wide range of materials to create perfumes or any other creative artistic endeavor, well, that can get expensive and it requires a lot of time. So I invited Clara Wheel, the founder of A Library of Effective Material, which is in Glasgow, Scotland, to come on the podcast to talk about why she felt it was so important to provide a space where you can have low-cost access to olfactive materials, to information about perfumery, as well as the guidance to learn how to blend them for all kinds of creative pursuits. I think this is such a wonderful idea, and I wanted you to hear about it. There are only a handful of organizations around the world doing the work that Clara is. I'm hoping this episode inspires you to not only connect with her work, but to really have fun smelling, try engaging with lots of different olfactive materials, and express yourself more creatively through your sense of smell. This is An Aromatic Life, the podcast that aims to shed light on our beautiful sense of smell and increase its profile in a culture dominated by sight and sound. My name is Frau Kagalia. I'm a certified aromatherapist and smell coach who spent over 20 years in and around the fragrance industry. What I know for sure after all these years is that our sense of smell is powerful, yet is so underappreciated. There's so much we can do to harness our sense of smell to be well. So join me as I explore this mesmerizing sense from all different angles and learn what it can do for you. Enjoy the show. Hello, Clara. I want to welcome you to an aromatic life. Thanks so much for being here today. Hi, Fraka. Thanks so much for inviting me to be part of your wonderful podcast. <laughs> so wonderful to have you here. I can't wait to talk to you about all things smell and scent, and especially about the wonderful work you're doing. But I want to start with a, just a really simple question that I ask all my guests, and that is, tell me what your sense of smell means to you oh you said it was a simple question <laughs> um, complicated well, <laughs> well my sense of smell to me is oh my gosh it's so core to who I am it's how I connect to the world to other people to myself I think if you tune into your sense of smell you're tuning into your interior experience um, you also come up against your own biases, your own culture, your own personal experiences. So it's just an incredibly rich thing to look into um, if you're curious about why you are the way you are. It's well. true. It's true, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
It's very true. I love that answer. <laughs> Thank you. So speaking of your life experiences, let's go back a little bit to when you were little. Can you tell me where were you born and kind of have you been over on the the island for, <laughs> for most of your life? Have you been, you know, where have you lived? And yeah. just a little bit of your journey to how you got to where you are yeah, today doing sure. what you're doing. Oh, absolutely. Um, so I was born in Birmingham, which is a city in the center of, of England in the UK. It's just like right in the middle, landlocked. Um, and I lived there until I was uh, 18 when I moved to London to study graphic design at university. Um, and I ended up staying in London for another 10 years. Um, that's where my interest in smell started to blossom um, in the last few I years. I love that. <laughs> yeah, and I had really good access to like obviously amazing perfume shops there and, and various things like that. Um, but I didn't really have the time to, to dedicate um, any energy towards it as a kind of a creative endeavor until I moved to Glasgow in Scotland where I am today. Um, so I've been there about five, I've been here about five years now uh, in okay. Scotland um, and very, very quickly uh, Glasgow has allowed me to have the space and energy um, and just, you know, kind of the right supporting environment to pursue scent um, as a creative endeavour, um, as I'm a scent designer, perfumer, um, but also I'm an educator. So. I was able to open a space here called a library of olfactive material, which is an open access resource for anyone who wants to know more about scent, um, get involved in making scent. I say that it's a resource for scent education, experience and experimentation. Um, basically, if it's to do with the sense of smell, it can happen at the library and <laughs> we'll try and help people on their way. Um, so that opened, I was able to open that uh, a couple of years ago now, after spending a few years doing workshops with folks and just sort of throwing people into the deep end of working with scent materials and using kind of the skills and approaches I'd use in graphic design and other creative endeavors and just sort of transferring those into a way of quickly sketching out scents and creating something that matched what people had in mind like interesting like it's really the visual fun. with the with this aspect yeah. of smell okay yeah like to me scent and perfumery is really like it's a design subject you're using materials you have an idea you have an intention you you shape those and you're hoping to achieve the right response from an audience um, most of the time so yeah. it's yeah. very similar to design um and so after running workshops with people i'm I also just really wanted to have a space to house my collection of materials, which was growing yeah. out of control. <laughs> I, I hear you. It's one of those things where you just suddenly you're like, I've accumulated so much. How did this happen? <laughs> I think I moved to Scotland with like uh, less than 50 materials and I, it must be now 500 or so. Therefore, you need a space to house them all. Yes. Exactly. And having a space means you then have an excuse to buy more materials. That's and right. Itself. Um, yeah. So uh, I'd, I'd done a little bit of traveling and I visited a couple of spaces in the Netherlands. Um, I went to to Mediumatic and saw the little scent lab that they have there that Institute Nard and Olfaction were involved in, in setting up um, and sort of got this idea that I wanted to create a library space 
a library in particular rather than something I was calling a lab or a studio because I wanted there to be this sense of kind of semi-public ownership over the collection. Okay. Like with a library, you have a librarian, the librarian <laughs> can help you find what you need to find, but ultimately you're on your own learning journey. Um, so I've tried to kind of bring that approach to Scent. Oh, I love that. I love that. So before we're going to get into all of the stuff that you're working on right now, I just want to back up a little bit. We're going to rewind a bit to when you were living in Birmingham, because those are very formative years, your first 10 years. And is there anything you can remember in those 10 years? And maybe you don't have any, but it's, it's just good to explore it for a minute. When you were growing up in Birmingham, did you think about smelling at all? Did you experience the world around you at all through through smelling did your did your family i don't know did you yeah a lot of people don't think about it in the first 10 years or aren't exposed to it i'm just curious if you were at all yeah. oh completely i mean i'm not i'm not someone who's um you know always wanted to be a perfumer or one of these people who starts talking about you know their mother's perfume and watching their mother get ready like this you know they're obviously formative memories for people but they're also a huge cliche that's I, true that's true i had no no inkling or interest in perfume or I don't think I ever gave perfume making a thought until I was in my late 20s when I sort of was like wait a second there are people responsible for this and how come those people are responsible for this um but it's very I do, secretive isn't it it's it, kind of for like sure. behind closed doors and yeah I mean what a yeah they've really pulled off this idea that that's it, so kind of rarefied that people can't get involved or even consider during it um but yes as a kid I I definitely had uh, you know scent is definitely attached to like some strong memories as is it is for a lot of people um and I remember going to other people's houses and the smell of their houses being so kind of strong and overwhelming to me and I think that's just that when you're a kid you're not filtering out the same amount of information that you are as an adult and all the sensory information is just like kind of overwhelming it's very fresh yeah it's first time yeah it's, all, it's yeah. all just like brand new um but I, and then I've realized something recently that in my sort of uh, teenage years, sort of my early teens, um, and this is aging myself slightly, but the, it wasn't really internet shopping, okay? There were like catalogs. Welcome to my um, world. Still younger <laughs> I mean, than me. <laughs> you know what a catalog is, listeners. Imagine a website printed out. Yes. Um, <laughs> and instead of clicking on things, you had to like fill in a form or make a phone call to order the stuff. Um, and I managed to get a catalog for Space NK, which Ooh. is a really lovely, fancy kind of like beauty shop. Um, and I guess I'd seen it, I'd seen it on a program on TV and then I'd managed to somehow as like a 12 year old call them and get them to send me a catalog because I was, I, I had aspirations clearly. Um, and I just remember reading the perfume listings at the back of that and it was, there were all these sort of Comme de Garçon perfumes coming out and it was sort of around the time that we had like, the scent descriptions were like, light bulb and like photocopy you know they were the sort of the, they were trying to be really avant-garde um yes, yes and we just sort of had this first move away from using purely kind of natural type descriptions and i i just really remember being completely transfixed by those descriptions and thinking okay when i'm rich and successful and an adult i'm gonna smell like this <laughs> <laughs> this is me um and i don't know i didn't know at the time why that was so appealing to me um out of all the things in the catalog um 
Yeah, I've only just sort of remembered about that recently that I, that I had that. Yeah, it kind of comes back because it is, it's more of a, it's not a conscious thing. You just kind of are drawn to something sometimes and you don't even know why. And it just, yeah. it just takes you there because it's so emotional at the end of the day, I think. Sure. Sense yeah. and smelling, it's, it's really emotional, which is your, and your graphic design experience is very emotional mm -hmm. as well. And it's very aesthetic and yes. a big link there. I think I could see why you could be drawn to, to scent based on what but, you were doing yeah and I really think that m more and more people in the design world will be drawn into creating scent um Good. because I think that the skills are really transferable and certainly for me in terms of graphic design I have kind of a strong feeling when something's right and when it's the right size the right composition the right like I j it just feels right and yeah. it's not something I can kind of verbalize and that also happens in scent creation that you're tuning into the subconscious thing your yeah. own sort of criteria that is this is the correct thing and yeah. you have to sort of be able to trust that and be able to follow that instinct to create so yeah right 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 no it's it's wonderful it's wonderful um just on it just you know occurred to me this i love this one thing that the natural perfumer mandy aftel do you know her mm -hmm. um what, what she said that when you're creating a scent it's kind of like you're the artist putting out an expression but then there's the receiver who's seeing it completely different and I just thought mm -hmm. like I think when you're doing design work or, or anything you know you're putting something out there and you're expressing something but then it could be received in a completely different way oh 100% in the case of a scent or or a design piece that you're looking at it's really yeah. I, I think it's really nice to have those oh, two. absolutely there, there is that kind of point at which you also have to accept that you're handing over like you're there's a point at which you don't have control of it anymore yeah. um, and even in formulating and sort of uh, compounding a fragrance like things might happen when the materials are mixed together that you don't anticipate yeah. and whether you lean into that and accept that you don't have full control or whether you try and tightly control everything is definitely a personal it's like choice and style in in creation um, I also think that as to be a good designer, you need to have a good awareness and understanding of how people are probably going to receive something mm -hmm. um, and that it's no good if the scent of, for example, I don't know, the scent of uh, vanilla reminds you of a happy memory of ice cream if for somebody else it's attached to a really horrific yeah. <laughs> memory but you, exactly. yeah you've got to be aware that um how people interpret smell how they smell is entirely through the filter of their life experience and their culture as well as their biology it's not a reflection of you it's it's a reflection of them and you can't take it personally and and yeah. at some point you just have to let go and say this is a moment in time of what i've created how i felt at that moment what you know how it all came together and then how the person receives it is is really up to them and yeah that's absolutely just... and also this it's sort of a new canvas for them to attach meaning and memory to as well you absolutely. don't know what's going on in that person's life at the point at which they encounter that scent whether they buy it on a really lovely holiday or if they try it on and then later that day their partner breaks up with them exactly. <laughs> you know you can't control that <laughs> It's you can't control that. <laughs> That's where scent hooks you. Exactly. Yeah. That's kind of the power of our sense of smell. It, it creates memories that we don't even realize yeah. we're creating sometimes. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's true. All right. So let's get into your wonderful endeavor. Yeah, let's talk yeah, about yeah. everything that, that you're doing. So it's called, like you said, a library of, of olfactive material. Yeah. And 
So tell me more. I know you touched on it a little bit, but you started it how long ago and why did you do it? And what were you trying to do really? Because, you know, in Glasgow, yeah. there is nobody doing it there in Scotland in general? Oh, and no, not at all. I mean, uh, yeah, I can count on one hand the amount of people doing stuff with scent <laughs> in Scotland that I'm aware of, you know, there could be more out there. They just haven't made themselves known to me yet. Um, it, I guess, what, what am I trying to do with it? I'll tell you what it is first. Yes, it's, tell us what it is. It's an open access resource, um, meaning that the cost to, like the barriers to entry and the cost is very low for somebody to get involved in smelling something or making something with scent. Like if somebody walks in off the street and wants to smell something, there's, I'm just going to give them something to smell. Like that's, that's I fine. Love that. go, I love that. What, what is this thing in this bottle? I'll be like, well, let's find out. Um, and if somebody wants to learn more about how to safely use the materials or wants to have a go at blending something themselves, there's just a very low cost attached to that so that it's open to as many people as possible. Um, and also so that it's something that people can happily try out, you know, like, I, I think something really funny about working with scent and perfume as a creative process is that you have to be so sure before you try like if you wanted to do a painting right you wouldn't have to go to painting school for several years to then do some painting That's you true. could get some cheap paint <laughs> and try it out and see <laughs> and how just it works, try it, right? yeah yeah and I mean you find a lot of people who have sort of bought like a few essential oils and tried to mix them together and they're sort of interested that way um but there's just a lack of kind of basic information as to how to safely work with zen and also how to kind of create a working methodology for yourself um so what I try to do is give people a, like just throw them in the deep end really quick run through of how to quickly get making something so that they can find out if it's something they're into or not um, and then for folks who are more into it, they can come back and use the library. They just need to pay for like a couple of hours use and then whatever materials they want to use. Um, I also run more focused workshops, whether that's make a perfume in an afternoon. So we'll take you from knowing nothing about perfume materials to creating something that you like and can take away with you. Um, or, or classes which are focused more on particular groups of materials or themes, um, for example, um, making the scent of a rose garden or exploring musks so just yeah. kind of yeah like really quite fluid mostly linked to perfumery but also offering a space for people who want to do more experimental applications um, a lot of artists who want to come and make scent work can come and I will just really quite like just try and kind of um, help them get to where they need to go a lot faster yeah, and yeah. really the reason for that is that when I was starting out there wasn't a place I could go where there were lots of materials there wasn't a place I could wasn't a person to ask um, and whilst that was sort of fine for me because I did have the means to purchase materials slowly and I have the kind of uh, <laughs> approach to learning that's very self-directed and that involves a lot of googling and it's fine with that there are other people <laughs> there are other people for whom that's not their learning style um and i wanted to offer ways for a more diverse range of people to be able to create scent and to have creative scent output into the world you know without it needing to either be the moneyed route or the like hardcore self-directed <laughs> buying materials route yeah that's so, I, so I, who's coming in like who are you finding oh. that's coming in <laughs> All kinds of different people. Oh yeah, all kinds of different people. I'm I'm being 
in a in like an old shop unit on the street there's a great deal of curiosity as well so there's a wall visible that has like the most commonly used materials so i guess there's sort of about 150 on there um and people just stop and say like sorry what is this place like what what does all like that is this smell like do you are you making perfume can i make this and i just give them a really quick like yeah anyone can make something with scent you just make scent together you can come here if you want i'll help you kind of vibe um but the majority of people who come are either artists or art students glasgow has a really famous fantastic art school Glasgow School of Art um, and so I see a lot of people coming over from that there's also a lot of artists living and working in the city so they're interested in trying something new um, and then just a whole variety of people who would maybe be kind of enthusiastic about perfume they say they've always really loved scent they're really curious about scent um, so from hardcore like perfumistas through to people who have just realize that they've smelled a thing and that they're really yeah. curious now about perfume so it's it's really varied and that keeps it super interesting um for me as well meeting all these people and getting to experience all these scents through their nose as well their nose and their brain um rather than just working through my own nose and my own brain all the time yeah yeah i mean it makes you think okay what do i need to do next based on what you're seeing and experiencing. It's great. It's great. I was going to ask you what surprised you the most about how people are connecting with the materials and with mm. creating things and, and anything with their sense of smell. Are people surprised by anything when they come in thinking they're doing one thing, but then they're like, oh, wow. <laughs> yes. I mean, I think that something I was surprised about is maybe how quickly people can get to grips with it. Maybe I felt like it was a, a slower process for me because of kind of the duration of time of researching and acquiring materials but people can very quickly take on you know the ideas of how to work and understand how the materials are affecting each other if you sort of give them the right framework and the right materials people can start making really good stuff really fast so it, it gets us a bit of like pre pre curation of, of materials right. going on um but whenever i've learned a new skill i need like a real confidence boost at the start to feel like I can continue so I want to give that to people I don't want to just leave them floundering mixing completely inappropriate things together um there's there's a bit of hand holding um but then it's incredible how quickly people just become so creative and so confident um and then for people things that they're surprised at I think most people are really amazed at how one molecule can smell so full um, and they're surprised at how the synthetic materials smell, how sometimes they smell more natural than a natural, for yes, example. Yes. Um, people are really just, yeah, really amazed by the materials themselves. Yeah, and especially if you get good quality materials because oh, yeah. there's so much bad stuff oh, yeah. out there. Right? Oh, yeah. There's yeah, probably yeah. education needed around that as well. Like, here's, I mean, you have natural materials as well, right? You work yeah. with both. Okay. Uh -huh, yeah, yeah. And, and just having people smell the difference and, and Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, you're completely right. And also, 
there's definitely like a, um, I feel like there's a curve when you're learning about scent and working with scent where to start with, you're, you're really interested in the naturals because they're the most familiar to you and you're like, okay, I know what an essential oil is. Then yeah. you discover synthetics and molecules and suddenly you are all about them and it's, <laughs> like, they are wild. And then you peek out through this other side of that and suddenly you want to find like the best naturals around and your, your nose is able to discern now okay, this is an incredible lavender and this is like a really crap lavender that's yeah. mixed with like loads of added linalool or whatever. Um, yeah, and so most of the people that I'm sort of speaking with and who are coming are like in love with all the molecules and the synthetics because it's also new to them. But yeah. every so often I get someone who's like re really wants the fancy naturals and I have the best time being like, okay, well, I've got this amazing aged patchouli in this hidden oh, cabinet. Oh, those are the best, here. yeah. Yeah, I'm like, okay, well, I'll get the real oak moss out for you. Um, <laughs> Cause they appreciate it. They're not just gonna mix it together and be like, okay, mm, uh, yeah. Yeah, 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 but they're just trying it. And I think that's such a, hurdle to overcome is just trying things out people are really afraid because yeah. these are live things of course I mean they've got an energy to them right they're not yeah. unlike paints which are kind of like okay I made a blob I'll move on I mean, <laughs> they kind of evolve over time they're chemicals mm. in a way people yeah. haven't been encouraged to trust their nose and to that people haven't been given the option of being creative with smell whereas you know from young you've got coloring pencils so transferring those skills over to like to paint and to other kind of visual medium that's you know you you feel like okay I, I can do this maybe but when it's something that you've never been encouraged or allowed to uh, even consider as being something you can do that's a huge barrier to overcome to mix stuff together and to be like this is good to say that something's good and that it's a perfume is it, it took me ages to accept that I wasn't just making weird smells but actually that some of them were following perfume tradition and that were they were perfumes yeah yeah but you know what even if you're following tradition or not I think uh -huh. it's just wonderful that you're letting people just go for it and try it and and just I mean it's music to my to my ears or <laughs> I'm not trying to use the uh, oral yeah. sense, but you know, it's like I, I think I think it's wonderful that you're you're creating this space for people to come to, and I think you're connected with the with the others around the world too, right? Mm -hmm. Are you working sure. with the other groups that are also doing similar things to you? I mean, we don't have any kind of like special formal uh, nose network allegiance or anything going on, but <laughs> it's a secret handshake. But it's um you know it's such a kind of new thing in terms of like making these materials available to people and yeah. making even you know rudimentary education available to folks that there's definitely a kind of a camaraderie there and without seeing that the institute for art and olfaction exists and without you know without having that as a kind of a big sister example i maybe would have thought that the idea was too out there that you can't just sort of put these materials in public or you know they're yeah, like or who am I to do this and why would anybody care or, or well, yeah. That's, yeah it's really difficult because you know if, it was hard for me to start teaching anybody anything about scent because I don't have a formal like education in it I'm not even I'm not from like an education background either I'm I'm just somebody who's just really enthusiastic <laughs> <laughs> like embarrassingly enthusiastic about scent. I'm my kind of girl. <laughs> I, and so there is like a yeah, a real confidence thing and seeing an example there in terms of the the institute that was 
I, I wouldn't have been able to do that otherwise. Um, but then, you know, finding our own kind of space within that, like uh, for me, maybe because of the audience I have and maybe because of my own personality, I think the library is really, it really leans towards more uh, immediate experimentation versus learning kind of perfume in a, in a semi kind of traditional formal way as sometimes the classes at the Institute maybe more are geared towards a, a bit of a replication of that. Like, yeah. you know, not in a shady way, but that's, that's no. good. They're making that, that education available to people. Um, I think I'm just really quite an experimental person, and so I want. I want very to see hands what on, right? Like getting, yeah. getting in there, get stuck in, get yeah. kind of like a ceramics when you when you in pottery when you just go here. Let me just take this clay and make something and form it. I mean, it's exactly. About I, doing. I often say that, like you know, a, a perfume or a scent can be like a painting or a sculpture that's labored on over hours or you can make a sketch. You can throw something together really quickly and see if it brings you something or ticks those boxes. And so often people are able to very quickly put together a scent that matches what they had in mind, that matches the memory or brings up something for them that captures that original intention. Um, so yeah. I'm more sketchy, more sketchy with the, what people are making maybe. Less, and, uh, and the beautiful thing is you can walk away and come back to it and you, you you'll maybe appreciate it in a different way and go wow look at how this has evolved what I've created yeah. and, oh, and where absolutely. do I want to take it from here or maybe I leave it right where it is yeah and people are really different that way as well some people they'll make the thing and then they'll say okay that's it it's finished I'm done and I'm like okay sure and other people it's I'll leave it there for today I'm going to reflect on this this is this. like you see people's different kind of styles to learning and creating coming out through this and it's lovely you know what I wish? I wish what you're doing would become like a Starbucks at every corner <laughs> in every part of the world. <laughs> oh my God. I Can mean, you I imagine? Smell okay. so different if more people were involved in making smell. Yeah. It would wow. be so wonderful. It'd be so wonderful. So tell me, what is your, your favorite material that you're working with right now? Do you have oh one? Oh my God. How could I choose? I know. It's like choosing a child. I know. It's picking yeah, a child or something. Well, what's fun? What's what's surprised you? What have you been enjoying kind of playing with? Um, what have I been loving? I have recently been pushing myself to work with materials that I've not been drawn to in the okay. past. Um, so I've never had much of a love for lavender or, for example, tonka bean. Um, I think oh. you can tell like a fougere is not my idea of the perfume I want to make. So I've been I've been pushing myself quite hard to play with those ingredients and to find things about them that I love. Um, so maybe lavender absolute, like a really good lavender absolute, mm. but diluted to like 0.1%. So it's really, really- <laughs> Just like, a hint really of lavender, really. Yeah. Yeah, really, really open and diluted. So it's, yeah, it's not just kind of a in your face um, lavender, which is how most of us have, you know, uh, met lavender essential oil throughout our lives. Yes. <laughs> it's yeah. true it's true a lot of people because i you know i do a lot of in the past before the pandemic <laughs> i did a lot of workshops with aromatherapy workshops and you know lavender is just a, a standard one you always include and it's 50 50 a lot yes. of people don't like it and a lot of people just want to bathe in it <laughs> it just depends Absolutely. on your life experience and that's completely all the associations yeah. you have attached to it yeah. yeah yeah and there's so I many here in the u.s there's so much fake lavender too mm -hmm. it's in all of our body care products and you know mm -hmm. a lot of it is fake so you get this really 
nasty interpretation of lavender and some things are really beautiful like you said and i love in perfumery how you dilute it you don't keep it because oh. in aromatherapy you'd work with the, oh, the full yeah. essential uh -huh. oil and in perfumery you can be more abstract about it and, and bring oh, different nuances yeah. which i love that's that's actually something that really surprises people um, and something that's a, a major hurdle for people who want to, to work with scent. Um, first of all, knowing that you should dilute it to work with it, not just for safety issues, but also so that if you knock it over, you don't waste all your material. There you um, go. <laughs> and, but most, most importantly, so that the scent is opened up and you can appreciate it in its fullness and its nuance. Um, because your nose could just get really overwhelmed and tired by some materials need, by a lot of materials need. Oh, a lot of them. Yeah. And so some things need to be diluted. And, you know, people who regularly come to the library find it pretty funny that I am a really big diluter. I will dilute things to within an inch of their life because I want to find it in its kind of most open form. Yeah. No, I love that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And then that, that, I think you're right. I think that surprises people. I don't think they realize it because they're not familiar with perfumery. It was always just, and so many of the perfumes on the market in the past, I think luckily there's enough niche out there now and people it's changing a little bit, but there's so many heavy perfumes. Absolutely. Their parents wore, you know, <laughs> it's just yeah. in your face, yeah. heavy perfumes. So. No, there's a lot more subtlety and a lot more kind of sort of special effect type of materials and, uh, I mean, for example, something that adds a little hint of wet earth or a little hint of smoke, not that it's overpoweringly smoky or overpoweringly earthy, but just that little hint that makes it natural, you know, just sort of a little shade. Right, 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 right. No, it's I can't great. do that without dilution. <laughs> yeah. So I've got a lot of listeners all over the world, right? Not everyone's going to be able to come to Glasgow immediately, although I hope one day they, they <laughs> can visit you. Oh, she's got a very sad face. <laughs> I know I'm hoping to come one day but in the meantime do you have any thoughts are there ways people can connect with you online yeah. I think you have a like a, a, a newspaper or something that, or that is yeah yeah thanks for bringing that up that's um yes so this year because like because of being closed in the pandemic and I know I'm so because, sorry and I was running some online classes as well and sending materials out to folks in the UK but obviously you can't easily post like perfume materials I around know. The and perfume so I was getting a little bit frustrated that I wanted to connect with all these people but that I couldn't do something like that something physical um and I decided to put together a newspaper which is just uh, open uh, you know submission so if anyone's got anything that they want to say about scent at all I will print it in this newspaper it's just completely egalitarian um, and so the first issue of that is out at the moment it came out in May um, it's called olfactive material and we have just some really beautiful writing from people um, some poetry some kind of perfume reviews, some general mediation, meditations about scent. Um, and there'll be another issue coming out later this year. So I'll be opening up for submissions um, towards the end of August. Okay. If anyone, wants to, if anyone wants to print anything. And then I will post it to anyone anywhere in the world. So we've had one go to India, Australia. So it's a physical so, copy. It's not yeah, an online it's not, No, it's not a little PDF. And in fact, until it's sold out, I will not make it available as a PDF. You have to have the newspaper. Oh, <laughs> I love that. I, I believe in that too, the, the physical. I mean, it's, I mean, it's just, it's so nice to be able to connect that way. And it's really exciting for me to like send it out to all these different places and send a little bit of 
Scotland out around the world. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And then you find out where people are too. You're like, wow, I didn't realize in that corner of the world, people are interested in. 100%. I should get a map and like put little pins on whenever one goes out. <laughs> yeah, I get the whole world. <laughs> get the whole world to, to feel connected. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I encourage everybody to, to check that out. I'll put um, the link in the show notes so people can um, go and, and order. There's still, the first edition is still available. Yeah, still, got a, still got a few um, sitting in the library, so snap them up. <laughs> oh, I might have to go there right after this interview <laughs> and snap one up. That's wonderful. Um, all right. So tell me otherwise how people can connect with you. Are there other ways people can share ideas or learn? Are you doing online classes that people in other parts of the world could connect with? I know you said sending materials is the challenging yeah. part, but I wonder if they could work with their own materials. Absolutely. Um, we've had a little bit of a break recently, as I think everyone had just a bit of Zoom fatigue over the last uh, little while, but um, I will be starting them up again because it's been incredible to be able to to yeah to connect with people all around the world and with people working with their own materials um so i'd been doing kind of thematic classes um where i'd send a materials list in advance we normally only work through about five materials at a time um and it's mostly me kind of rambling on about them and sharing information but they're just really casual classes like i want people's input i want people to feel like what they have to say about scent is as valid as what i have to say about scent because it completely that. is um everyone's nose is an expert um i love so that doing that uh, we also were doing some classes or some events which i'm hoping to start up again which were called how perfume can be made um, and those are when we invite a, a perfumer working outside of the mainstream. So we had uh, Josh from Libertine Fragrance, and we also had uh, Danielle Masri from um, Jasmine Sarai. And what we do is we send out a sample of a perfume that they've made, as well as one of the key materials in it. And we get together on a Zoom call, and I just kind of ask all the questions that I have about how they made the perfume, what the story was, what changed along the way. Um, and the perfumer will reveal some of the kind of materials and the process. Um, but mostly it's again about just connecting and, and sharing our sense of smell together. That's wonderful. Good. So everybody check that out too. I'll again, I'll put everything in the show notes. I'm going to connect you to Clara and all of her wonderful work. Um, so thank you for that. And to conclude, I always like to ask my guests three questions. Okay. I gave them to you ahead of time. I'm not sure yeah. if you remember. <laughs> I do, I do. Um, I think I really, I struggled with them a little bit. So let's I see know. what I'm just like. Yeah. How do I make them playful? There's nothing, I'm, some people are really stumped by them and I just wanted it to be a playful thing. And if, you know, yeah. if there's, there's no right or wrong answer. It just gives me a, a little sense of your personality. So let's start. So the first one is what's your favorite smell right now? It can be any smell, not even a material. Just, do you have a favorite smell at the moment? I kind of do. So it's been really unseasonably warm here. Um, Scotland is normally gray and rainy and even when it's warm, it's not very warm, but we've been having a bit of a heat wave and some sunshine. And that's got me somehow believing that I'm living like this Mediterranean lifestyle. And I have been eating a lot of a salad. I think it's called panzanella. panzanella? Yes. Yeah, okay. It's like, yeah. Yeah, aha. Uh -huh. So it's like the best tomatoes that you can get. 
and some like dry bread and this like a vinaigrette and things and I've been putting so much fresh fresh basil in it basil for mm. American ears <laughs> um, <laughs> I corrected myself there and yeah, you're you know, international <laughs> you can say it the way you yeah, want basil basil and I think maybe because it's a herb that was so overused in the 90s I had kind of forgotten how magical it is but right now just tearing up the fresh basil leaves in the kitchen is bringing me life it's giving me everything um so yeah that's oh I love that smell right now <laughs> it's such a great summer smell yeah oh yes with the tomatoes yes oh. well done well done <laughs> <laughs> and do you have a favorite scent memory um it's yeah I have a very strong one which is one I share a lot with people who come to the library um it's it's sort of a little bit unsettling um so whenever we smell the material geosmin or some pyrazine or ethyl benchol they're these really really like earthy soily smells like wet soil um geosmin is created by, ba by bacteria in soil um and humans are super sensitive to it as well. We're like crazy sensitive to it. Yeah. Um, but the smell of that, the first time that I smelled it as material, it brought up this memory of me being very young and playing in the garden when I was growing up. And I had like a, a spade and I was digging into the soil and I was hitting into like the roots of some, I guess, bush or tree or something. And I was really freaked out. <laughs> like really, I was finding it really alarming, like how, uh, I don't know how much resistance there was and that I'd found this thing in the soil and I guess I, I had no concept of it as a root it's from a tree it's for this I just felt that there was something that I was hitting and it was weird and oh. that's what comes up for me <laughs> it's a sort of unsettled but curious feeling oh I like that that's very different that's wonderful that's wonderful um so the most interesting and difficult question I suppose is what would you say are five smells that best describe you Oh my goodness, that's I so know. difficult. It's so, so difficult. Um, well, I'm going to throw in a mix of, I guess, like reality and then materials that I like. Good. Um, so for a little bit of reality right now, I probably smell of just like a general clean musk situation. Because again, it's hot. I'm wearing like antiperspirant. Um, and the smell of like of white musk, we just associate that with cleanliness. So all laundry products and kind of antiperspirant deodorant products have a lot of musk in because we have this cultural association with cleanliness and musk. So that's happening. There's like a lot of musk. Um, there's also kind of a, um, a cressol scent coming off my body. <laughs> um, <laughs> you can call that M cressol, um, metacressol. That's because I have an insulin pump. I have type one diabetes. And so there's insulin going into my body all the time. The preservative used in insulin is M cressol. So my body is always leaching out a little bit of that smell. Ah. Um, so, <laughs> so that's like what I smell like. They're describing me right now. Um, and then let's make some like nice perfume to go on top of that. Yeah. We would go for a nice labdanum because I am obsessed with resins. Just like me too. Oh, could just oh. roll them all day. Yeah. Um, so that let's have sense. that beautiful sticky resin scent. Um, let's go for. Hmm, what should we go for? Oh, 
some rose I love rose and not like a, yeah <laughs> realize there are really beautiful roses out oh there my it's not gosh. Such fake rose you know yes that. I'm not talking about like a, a a light kind of not even a green rose I'm talking a very dark like damascone like rich fruity plummy kind of complex rose. complex there's this amazing material called rose ultimate I don't know if you've encountered mm -hmm. it but it is it is sort of a recycled rose product like they use the rose petals after they've been distilled and they magic up some more rose scent out of them and it's just this very like heavy molecule dark rich rose that I'm in love with so let's have some rose ultimate and then I've got one more I'm just gonna go for some hedione um hedione oh, is yeah for my old company that's a feminist product <laughs> it is and thank you very much because wow um, Hedione is just, it just adds like sparkle and lightness and effervescence to absolutely everything. Um, it just, it's like, yeah, transparent liquid sunshine. So. Oh, I uh, love that. I'll tell, I'll tell <laughs> you. Yeah, totally. about that. <laughs> name it that. <laughs> absolutely. Oh, I, yeah, I love it so, so much. So that's oh. a really strange uh, answer to your question. I think half reality of me and just half some sense that I'm into. I think that's a perfect answer. It's Thank wonderful. You. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> so if people want to reach out to you on social media, are there places that what's your, where are your handles or where can they reach out or do you have anything a library of I think it is? Yeah, right? that's right. It's a library of um, the website is just a dash library dash of dot com. Um, a library of on on Instagram. I'll uh, put it in the Facebook. show notes. Don't worry. Yeah, I'm always unsure where the underscores or dots or things might be going in the handles. <laughs> I think I've got like pretty straightforward ones. But the, yeah, Instagram's a good way to connect with me. Um, and yeah, you can just keep an eye on our Eventbrite page for any online events. Um, but mostly if something's happening, I'll talk about it on Instagram. So that's a good place to look. Yeah, definitely connect with Clara on Instagram. <laughs> That's where I found you. <laughs> yes, I'm so glad. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on an aromatic life and talking to us about your wonderful uh, project and your your place and just connecting about smelling and and scents. Oh, I really appreciate. Oh, it's it. been an absolute pleasure. Thanks so much for inviting me on and connecting with me. Thank you for joining me on An Aromatic Life. If you're interested in learning more about your sense of smell from all different perspectives, subscribe to the podcast and invite your friends too. And it would be really helpful if you could rate the podcast so it helps others find it too. I also invite you to check out my website, falkaromatherapy.com, where you'll find information about workshops, courses, and other programs I offer. And make sure you grab my free audio training, How to Smell to Be Well, which you can download from my website. Until next time, remember to smell everything and have a wonderful day.